Welcome back to the Northern Connection. We are delighted to be able to bring you this additional interview as part of our Women in Translation celebration, where we chatted with one of our favourite publishers and a rising star of Icelandic noir. Joining us on the Northern Connection, we have Eva Björk Egerstotter and Karen Sullivan. So Eva is an Icelandic author whose second novel, Girls Who Lie, has just been published by Arenda Books. Karen Sullivan is a publicist and founder of Arenda Books, which has been awarded um, the CWA Dagger for Crime and Thriller Publisher of the Year. Welcome to the podcast, Karen and Eva. Thank you for having us. <laughs> You're very welcome. Thank you for coming. Karen, we're all huge fans and we're very familiar with Arenda Books. But for anyone who isn't, can you explain a little about a bit about Arenda and how you came to set it up? I set it up about almost, I guess, six years ago. I was working, actually, weirdly, I was an author myself writing nonfiction for years. And I wrote about raising children and emotional health and that kind of thing. Um, and when my own boys were growing up, it seemed less relevant. And I ended up returning to publishing, which I'd done at the beginning of my career, working for a small independent. And after a short period there, where their ethos was not mine, um, I decided to start my own publishing company with um, no real idea of what I was to do, but a very clear idea of what wouldn't work. <laughs> and um, Arenda Books was formed. So I published six books in my first year and 14 the next year. And now we publish 22 books a year. Um, a lot of our authors have been here with me since the beginning. Um, so that's one of our ethos. We stick to our authors. Um, and we publish literary fiction with a heavy emphasis on crime thrillers. And half the list is in translation, which is, of course, what we're talking about tonight. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. That, yeah. That's wonderful. That's answered our second question, actually, because our second question was going to be how much of our end of books are in translation. So half of them. It's amazing. So do you find there's more demand now for translated fiction than previously? Well, I'd like to think there is. I, I mean, one of the things I wanted to do when I set up Arenda Books was, although I hate the word, was to create a brand where people trusted our list and knew that the, they would get a great read regardless of their usual genre. They would pick up the next Arenda Book. And in that I felt that we could demystify the translated literature to some extent, because there still is this kind of crazy idea that you have to have a degree to read something in translation. And, you know, I've had so many conversations with people like, did you read Pippi Longstocking when you were a child? That's in translation. You don't need, to, you know, it's nothing different. It's just great literature that we've been privileged to find from another country. Eva, congratulations on the publication of Girls Who Lie. So Girls Who Lie is the second book in the Forbidden Iceland series. The first book, Creek on the Stairs, became a bestseller in Iceland in 2018 and went on to win the prestigious Blackbird Award, which was set up to encourage new Icelandic crime writers. Can you explain the inspiration for the series? I mean, when I started writing, I, I didn't have any inspiration. I mean, I didn't even know that it was going to be published. I didn't know it was going to be a series. 
so I started writing just because I wanted to write a book. <laughs> but however, now that I look back, I, I think it's very clear that um, my hometown, Akranes, is an inspiration for the series. I think because I wanted to write about a small knit society and crimes uh, where close relationships complicate things. And, and I also think that just um, normal family life and bringing up children is kind of an inspiration or at least a theme in the stories because I wanted to write uh, about how like these re relationships uh, in childhood affect us and uh, maybe result, well, at least for some people in a kind of deviant behavior or murder later in life. <laughs> I have to say I've I've read both books I love both of them and I found that they were really really atmospheric and um I, I've never been to Iceland but I feel as though I have um I rem from the first book I really remember how you depicted the um um the murder at the lighthouse and and obviously this one um it, it it's very evocative as well and and very dark um have you always been drawn to crime stories Eva? Um, yes, I guess I have. I mean, I, I read all sorts of uh, books, not just crime stories, but when I started writing myself, uh, I immediately, I, I, went to, I went to write about crime. Like my first story I wrote when I was, like my first whole story with a beginning and an end, I wrote when I was <laughs> 15. And, and it was about uh, a, a girl that uh, murdered her best friend because uh she was she didn't want to admit that she was in love with her <laughs> so <laughs> I think, yeah i think i immediately went to like this uh crime crime story writing crime stories myself brilliant and um eva would you read a, a short extract of girls who lie just to give um listeners a flavor of the book uh yeah this is just the first chapter the birth um, the white sheets remind me of paper. They rustle every time I move and my whole body itches. I don't like white sheets and I don't like paper. There's some, something about the texture, about the way the stiff material sticks to my tender skin that makes me shudder. It's why I've hardly, hardly slept since I got here. My skin is almost the same color as the sheets and also, ironically, paper-like. It is thin and white and stretches oddly when I move. I, f I feel as if it might tear at any moment. The blue veins are clearly visible. I keep scratching, even though I know I shouldn't. My nails leave red tracks and I have to force myself to stop before they start, they start bleeding. If they did, it would only attract more sideway glances from the doctors and midwives, and I get enough of those already. They obviously think there's something wrong with me. Fabulous. Thank you very much. That's lovely. And I've read the book as well. And, and like Emma, found it very, very evocative. A question for both of you. How did your working relationship begin? Mm, yeah, well, I, we, we first, first met at Iceland Nord, but it was a sur very short <laughs> meeting. It was in 2018. Um, but our working relationship, it began just what a uh, few months later i think a few months later exactly yes we met at iceland noir i have two other icelandic authors and and one of them regnar jonasson was was actually one of the the judges one of the the crime writers who chose eva's book as the the winner of the blackbird 
prestigious prize in Iceland. And he, he um, it was shares uh, um, an agent with Ragnar. So it so it was unnatural for me. I, the, I, there was only a sample, a small sample translation at that point. But um, it immediately, as you say, it's so evocative. It's it reminded me the psychological aspect of it of Ruth Randall, um, and I, I I knew instantly I had to publish um, her books. And and it has more. I mean, she's been off to a wonderful start. You probably know that the she won the CWA John Creasy New Blood Dagger, and that's the first time that an author in translation has ever won that award. Um, and I. Her, the trajectory of her career. I mean, she sold over 35,000 copies of her first book across all formats. And that's in a pandemic <laughs> um, for a, a debut in another language. That's incredible. Absolutely. And very well deserved as well. Very, very well deserved. Um, over to Emma. Uh, yes. Yeah, so my next question is about um, translation and it's for, for Karen. Um, so Victoria Cribb is the translator who worked with Eva to, to bring us um, this book. So roughly how long does the translation process take from when you know that a book's been published? I, well, it depends on the translator, but it can be anything from, let's say, five or six months to a year, um, depending on the length of the book, the speed of the translation, um, this translator, the, the her familiarity with the author's work. So I think this um, uh, Victoria is working right now on the third book in the series, and I know she's finding it easier because she's found her rhythm. She understands um, what Ava's doing with her work, and it's it's a lot easier but you know the, the translation itself is so important I mean it makes or breaks a book in English um, and that's not just important for us as the publisher or or the readers it's also important for international deals because so many other countries use the English translation as their starting point so it's got to be perfect and we spend a, a, a lot of money um, and, and build really strong important relationships with our translators for that very reason um, they're in demand and we want to be the ones that they want to work with. <laughs> Fantastic. Thank you. So Eva, how much input do you have into the translation? Do you work quite closely with Victoria? Um, I, I trust uh, Victoria completely for my books, but see, uh, in, the, in the end of her, tra her translation process, she does send me some questions and we go over some things and she has some very, very good comments. And I, I think I've always just taken her advice about everything so i think she's i think she's a great great translator she she's a ma an amazing translator and she also understands that for an international because obviously eva doesn't write for an international she she writes for her home market and we want a little bit more of the icelandic culture and weather and and everything geography um so um, Vicky will understand completely where to put where these should go in the book and then run them past them and or, or Ava and us. Um, and then we, of course, get it for editing and we work with both Vicky and Ava on the on the editing side of things. So the final product, you know, can take quite a long time. Um, Brilliant. Yeah. Thank you. And um, we, we feel that the Women in Translation um, Month initiative um, it seems to be growing in popularity each year. I think on social media, there seems to be an awful lot more about it. 
Um, and I was just going to ask um, each of you if you could recommend um, a book which has been translated into English from a different language that you think we should read. Uh, shall we start with Karen? Uh, let's see. I just, if you want a crime thriller, I just read um, The Therapist by maybe, I think her name is Helen Flood. And I think it's just out. Um, it's brilliant Norwegian um, psychological thriller that is very twisty and clever. So I really enjoyed that. I would have liked to publish it. <laughs> yeah, I actually just read that book too. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I was also going to mention uh, Stina Jackson. I really liked her yeah. uh, Silver Road and her new book. Uh, I think it's called The Last Snow. Uh, and I'm also a huge fan of uh, Viveka and uh, Viv Viveka Stan and her Sandtime series. And actually, her daughter, I think she, uh, she's called Camilla Stan. She just published, published uh, some more psychological thriller books, for example, The Village. Uh, yeah. I looked at the village. Mm -hmm. I, yes, we were considering that for a while. Yeah, it's very yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it so, question, but we tend to ask everybody. This happened in our first podcast when I was waxing lyrical about my favorite book ever. And I, I said it would be the book I would be buried with, with, with Wuthering Heights. So do you guys have a book that's your favorite book ever and that you would want to be buried with? Um, wow. Um, my favorite, <laughs> my favorite book was always. It's actually not not a crime thriller. Thriller. It's uh, uh, the Kite Runner by Khaled Hosseini. Yeah, oh, I love that. I love that book. But also, I'm a huge fan, and maybe it's a cliche, but I I I love Gillian Flynn and her Gone Girl and Sharp Objects. I just love the way she writes. Uh, I'm a huge fan of like crime books that's not just about the crime but about the characters and like and just um, involves a very good good text and I think Gillian Flynn does that. She's a she, brilliant writer. She is a great writer, absolutely. I'm going to go back to my childhood actually and say Anne of Green Gables. Oh, um, that, that was a book. In fact, I when I was had my second son and couldn't concentrate on anything for more than two seconds, I reread. A lot of my um, my childhood favorite books, um, and you know, when you reread it at an older age, you realize how sort of feminist and amazing it is. And and one of my sort of mantras for life is one of something that Anne says to Marilla, which is, "Isn't it good to know that tomorrow is a day without any mistakes in it?" Um, and I kind of live by that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, Fantastic. Uh, now is my time to confess I've never read Anne of Green Gables. So <gasps> oh, you have to! It's brilliant! <laughs> Add that to my list. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> and then, um, Karen, we're just wondering if there's any Arenda titles coming, coming out really soon that we should be aware of. <laughs> Well, in translation, yes. So in, in October, we have another Icelander, Lilia Sigurdardatur, and she has written the first in a five-book series called Cold as Hell, and that's translated by Quentin Bates, and it's just absolutely brilliant, of course. Um, and also, we have Antti Tuomainen, he's a Finnish writer, uh, a book called The Rabbit Factor, and it's the first in his first ever series, and it's just been optioned um, from a major motion picture starring Steve Carell, which is 
very exciting news for us. But he writes these really funny, dark thrillers. Um, he's he's an author that we've kind of nurtured from the beginning, and his success has been amazing to watch. He's so funny and so nice, and it's brilliant when you when you can find an engaged audience for an author. Um, everyone's really excited. Last year was the first year we didn't have an auntie book. Um, and this, uh, the pre-orders for this one are like sky high. It's uh, so exciting. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Well, thank you both for joining us on the Northern Connection podcast today. It's been lovely to chat to you and we really hope to chat to you again soon. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for tuning in and we do hope you enjoyed hearing from Karen and Eva. You can find out more about Orenda Books and subscribe to their newsletter and buy direct from the website on orendabooks.co.uk. You'll find Eva's books on there or if you fancy treating yourself to a limited edition signed copy, they're available from goldsboroughbooks.com. Don't forget to check out the Northern Connections full Women in Translation episode, which is available now. And join us in September when we'll be talking about crime writing.